Hi, this is Dave Caius, one of the hosts of Barbecue Radio Nation. And thank you for tuning in and listening to one of our archived versions of our national radio show. By the way, if one of your local radio stations is not carrying Barbecue Radio Nation, please have them contact us and you can be listening to us on your radio. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am your host, Dave Caius, along with Engineer Kyle. Hi, Kyle. He's busy over there pushing a bunch, a bunch of buttons so we don't know what he does. And producer T-Bone, speaking of somebody we don't know what he does, T-Bone, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I went out to lunch today and I had some burnt ends from a place I'd never been to. Oh, nice. Would you like to say the joint? Yeah, you know, why not? It. I already did, actually. It's Burnt Ends Barbecue. Really? And they were so succulent. I got to check that just, place out. Just very, very, very solid Burnt Ends. You know, I remember years ago, one of our co-hosts used to bring us Burnt Ends um, from a restaurant that's like right next to his store. But, you know, that's... Yeah, I bet, you know, it was probably really easy just, you know, walk over, hop, skip and a jump across the parking lot. They already bag it for him. He just he just delivers it and looks like a king for doing it. Uh, Okay, let me ask you a question. Did you tip him? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I did not tip. My co-host. That may explain everything. <laughs> the man who uh, doesn't bring his barbecue, well, he did a long time ago, is our co-host, barbecue expert, Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how are you doing? Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> how are things out on the farm? Uh, any raccoon problems? Uh, a little bit of a raccoon problem, yeah. We're going to take care of it tonight, though. So let me get this straight. You, you were telling us before we started that the raccoon is chasing your chicks. Not, they're not chasing because they're actually in the coop. But he's like kind of just milling around, waiting for his opportunity. Okay, he's going for the eggs, right? Uh, no, because we don't have eggs. Oh, yet. he wants the baby chicks. Why wouldn't you? Nummy. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why that, not just take the whole cow? Isn't, <laughs> isn't that like veal chicks or it something? Is. That, that, like Cornish game hens. <laughs> I I just saw this because we talked a while back, if you were listening, and by the way, you can listen to our past shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all kinds of places. Uh, But we were talking about you having, what, about 22 baby chicks, right? Right, yeah. And I was, after we talked about that, I saw this article that they grew up really fast. They grew up extremely fast. So how big are they now? Oh, they're probably 80%. 80%? 80%? Yeah, they're probably about 80% okay. to full grown. That is. But then we, you know, chicken math is funny because you start with 20 and now, now we have like over 30, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, you just, you know, you go nuts. Now, before we talk about what's coming up on the show, uh, speaking of Dan, I guess it's all oh, about geez, Dan this yeah. week. Well. And, <laughs> so you put on our Facebook uh, page, uh, shameless plug, BBQ Radio Nation. Please like us, BBQ Radio Nation. But you put up on a thing that I really liked. It, it was like, it was only about a minute long, but it was a video of you uh, grilling fruit or not. Yeah, yeah. fruit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
You can grill anything, really. Well, that's <laughs> we've established. <laughs> that's that. why we do the show. <laughs> we've established that. I'm sure that raccoon will be tasty. But uh, <laughs> so, so one of the things you you mentioned in this video, and, and go check it out, uh, BBQ Radio Nation on Facebook, is you talked about, and I never thought of this, but slicing them in big pieces so they like won't go through the grill and all that. Oh, Wait, yeah. are you still talking about the raccoon? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so I mean but, when, when you're working with tongs and everything else, you want to make sure that it doesn't fall through. So and they're a lot easier to pick up big big chunks of vegetable or big chunks of fruits than they are uh, you know, little Right. Yeah. So just make them manageable like and then, anything else. And then you also like to put something on top of it too. What was that? I forgot. So uh, what I did, I used a couple of the rubs that we sell at the store, but the, the, the big thing is if you don't have those available, you can just use uh sugar in the raw turbinado sugar. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, it it's you know bigger granules, so you can put some high heat to it. It doesn't burn up quite as quick. Does that put like a glaze on it or how? Yeah, it, you know, you get the natural sugars from the, the fruit. Right. It'll actually help kind of, caramelize and develop a glaze but yeah you just it just adds a little extra bit of sweetness to it yeah now okay do you let fruit rest like you do meat <laughs> no i mean i i did because the peaches came off you know since fruit is mostly water they get hot really fast okay and so you want to let them cool down before you you know throw them in some ice cream or something or you just melt all your ice cream gotta do ice cream gotta yeah, do ice. that sounds I, I i ate ice cream at the store at 10 o'clock the other morning with grilled peaches i it's horrible, but you know, you know, I it live sounds alone. really take, good. Take, take one for the team, you know, it's all in the all for the sake of video. I live alone, and every once in a while, I'll get up and I'm just like, you know, I'm having cupcakes for breakfast because you know, mom and dad's not around to tell me not to, so I do that, <laughs> I do what I want. I'm an adult. <laughs> so, coming up, we got a great guest that Dan has lined up, Colby. I hope I say it right, Geralt's Colby Geralt, yeah, Geralt's. Uh, he is a James Beard award winning chef. Um, he's been competing in barbecue for like five years. You know, you know, Colby, tell, tell us a little about him. So Colby's one of the coolest guys ever. He is a classically trained chef. He's awesome. I mean, the food that he creates in his restaurants is, is amazing. And it's really, it's very, I would call it home style. He does a lot of fried chicken, a lot of steaks, you know, stuff that your grandma out on the farm would cook. And, uh, he grew up in, you know, in a rural area in Kansas. He's, they've got a farm down in Mound City and, and he kind of took his knowledge from everything that they grew on the farm and incorporated it into his chef life. And uh, yeah, his restaurants are amazing and he's a pretty damn good cook. Yeah, I bet. And uh, <laughs> check out his uh, website. It's ryekc.com. He's also got bluestemkc.com and especially in the ryekc.com. Check out that menu. Oh my gosh, the steaks. We'll, we'll talk about it when Colby's on the show. Also, we'll be talking about doing some whole chickens, including the beer can chicken that people love. Um, and of course, T-Bone pointed out too. I, I almost forgot. What did I almost forget, T-Bone? Chicken wings the wings we got to talk about the wings and if time we will talk about some food safety but right now it's time for ask dr dan our barbecue fix it man sponsored well it's a it's a new month so it's our august barbecue sauce of the month joe's kansas city original barbecue sauce uh, okay and you young people have to help me on the terminology the og we can call it that, yeah. Is that the original? Yeah, okay. the original. Help me out here. I don't, I don't know. What's LOL? I'm still working on that. Anyway, it's the OG. Uh, this is the sauce that made Joe's Kansas City Barbecue famous, and it is delicious. The time you brought us the... Uh, the burnt ends, you brought the sauce with that. Of and course. It was so good. Which, by the way, you can purchase at the Kansas City Barbecue Store.com. All right. Let's turn it over to T-Bone for our question of the week. All right. Shout out to Austin. 
Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Great town. Okay. Great city. Been there. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That's our number one city for our podcast platform listens. Oh, wow. Awesome. Austin is loving us. That's that a, makes me feel as, good. As well they should. That's a barbecue town right there. We uh, love you, too. Also, okay. Also a great college town, too. So Jeff in Austin says, my brisket keeps coming out tough. What do I need to do to keep from overcooking it? Good question. That's a great question because I get this question a lot. And a lot of times you'll find that that what is perceived as an overcooked brisket that's tough is actually undercooked. And they're not uh, taking it up to the proper finish temperature, which, you know, as we've talked before, time and temperature as far as high heat, low heat. But really, when in, when a brisket is done, it's soft. You can pinch it in the middle and it feels like a big wet sponge. And that's how you know that it's it's just perfect. You almost don't even need to temp it at that point. So if it's tough, you just keep cooking? You just keep cooking it, baby. And again, that's the thermometer there talking. You got to have that going. <laughs> we always got to have the gotta thermometer. Got to have the thermometer. Ah, oh, jeez. Hey, listen, if you'd like to give us a question of the month and get a free barbecue sauce, well, you, all you have to do is go to Dr. Dan at BBQRadioNation.com or just go to our Facebook page and ask us there at BBQ Radio Nation. That's our Facebook page, BBQ Radio Nation. And we might be sending you a bottle of Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, the OG. That made Kansas City Joe's, I'm sorry, that made Joe's Kansas City famous. Um, and for you, those of you who've seen it on national television, the Z-Man sandwich, that's what you want to put it on. Now, coming up next segment, Colby Garretts of RyeKC.com. We're going to talk about steaks and steaks and more steaks. So that is coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. My name is Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. When you see someone who's about to drive under the influence, get the keys. Because friends don't let friends drive Drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Big Mo Kaysan, and you're listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. And here's one tip for you. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. Have you left your house for an essential reason? Make sure you take the following steps to avoid spreading COVID-19. Maintain social distance, approximately six feet or two meters from others. Wear a cloth face covering when in public. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Oh, yeah. 
And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius along with Dan Hathaway. Special guest this week, we got Colby Geralts. Did I say it right, Colby? Yep. That's okay, perfect. cool. He's got a couple websites we want to let you know about. He's got ryekc.com and bluestemkc.com. Colby is a James Beard award-winning chef and has been competing in barbecue for about five years now. Now, Dan, of course, you know Colby. Yeah, I know Colby really well. He's a... Uh... One of my guys. One of your guys. <laughs> well, that's the best introduction we've ever had for anybody, Colby. You're one of his guys. Either. Well, it's, it's, it's the feelings mutual. There's, there's a lot of good guys in the barbecue world and, and Dan's one of my favorites by, by all means. Well, Colby Geralts, thank you for joining us. Now to, to get us started, um, first of all, I was looking at your menu uh, at ryekc.com and I got a two part question for you. First of all, on your menu, it says reserve steak program. Now what is, what does reserve steak program mean? So when we first opened at rye, I, I really, yeah, I, I had been wanting to do a steakhouse for a lot of years and I, I understand that it's at, at some level in the restaurant industry, it's kind of run its course. And we also wanted to do what we were doing with fried chicken. And we just wanted to kind of have a family restaurant. But I really wanted to have a section that we could promote really good cuts of steak that wasn't on the main menu. It, it was almost like you can come here and have a good meal at any price point. But if you really want a good steak, turn the page. And this is our great steak program. Mm. I wanted it to be a separate program. Um, great steak is not a cheap thing for the restaurateur nor the consumer. And I just really wanted to kind of separate it and make sure that people understood that this was a section of our menu that we paid attention to and that, uh, you know, you knew what you were getting into if you if you decided to go that route. Well, I got hungry looking at your menu and I'm not kidding. And so speaking of steaks, what, you know, this show's really geared for the backyard griller and smoker. What are some just tips off the top of your head to, to prepare a great steak? Well, I mean, first of all, my two favorite cuts of steak are definitely ribeyes and strips. I oh, think yeah. the strips are, are an underrated thing. Um, and, you know, ribeyes are really easy to do, but strips are, are something that doesn't really get uh, appreciated as much. I, I, my, of course, my family loves fillets because they're easy and they're, you know, uh, easy eating. But I like, I like something with bite. One of the big things that I do when I grill outside, I like to use cast iron pans or cast iron plates. Like, it's great to grill a steak over charcoal, but there's nothing better then putting a cast iron pan on a grill and just, you know, getting that super strong crutch or crust on, on that steak that only can come from a cast iron pan. So Colby, when you, uh, are, are you talking like a reverse sear in a cast iron or are you just talking straight hot on the grill or, you know, I mean, I, you can do either way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've done it both ways. I, I reverse sear a lot. Our hanger steak that we do at, at, all three of the restaurants are, are a reverse here. And I think we kind of reversed it. Or I mean, reversed it. I think we kind of did it before we even knew that it was a thing. Mm -hmm. We just kind of figured out that souvenir a steak and, and it only really works well with, I believe like tougher cuts of meat, like flat iron hanger steak, 
um, you know, flank steak, skirt steak, tri-tip. I feel like those steaks really, really do well on reverse searing. I wouldn't really ever do that with a tender steak like a strip or a filet or a ribeye or anything like that because I just don't really think you need it. Yeah, you know, so- I, 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 I think the tougher steaks definitely uh, uh, lend better to that that kind of a, you know, approach. Yeah, yeah. So when you say hanger steak, can you explain to our listeners what exactly a hanger steak is? It's basically it's called a hang tender. It's it's off of it's when you split the cow in half on the backbone, it's sitting up on the top or, or on the top end of where you split it off the spine. And for years it was always, you know, nicked into and it was usually just thrown into grind. But I would say during the early to mid nineties, uh, you know, chefs, butchers really started to kind of take this and it, it, they used to call it the false tenderloin because it, it kind of looks like a, a really mini, it almost is the size of a pork loin, but it's, it's, there's, it, it sits in a piece of meat that's got a really large tendon through the center of it. But when you butcher that out of there, it, it's a very, it almost looks like a pork tenderloin and it's, it, it's, gr- it's great eating if you just throw it on a grill and slice it, but it's even better if you reverse sear it. Yeah. Now, when you serve that at your restaurant, about how big of a steak is that? It's about 10 ounces. Yeah, I would say between eight and 10, 10 ounces. And we slice it like even though we sous vide it, um, we, we slice it and serve it to the guests. It's just it looks better if it's cut. I mean, it, it kind of looks stringy as a as a cut on its own, but you know, if you slice it and sauce it and do it right, it, it's a beautiful cut. So on the, on the, Hey, now I'm sorry. And now I'm hung up on the hanger steak. So, uh, <laughs> no, okay. cause, I cause I don't think I've ever had one to be honest with you. So is it, is it a little tougher than most steaks? Do you have to prepare it a little bit different to make it not as tough or, or is it a fairly fatty steak? And, and so it's not too hard to prepare. It's, it, it's actually fairly lean. Okay. But it's got a lot of fat around it, but it is. It's a lot like a thick skirt steak or something. It's kind of got some long tendon, you know, it's it's got some tough fibers in it. And like I said, it eats great if you just grill it up, but it, it does, it, it's really nice and it's got great flavor if you reserve, reverse sear it. And, you know, we we first, I you know, I've cooked it for years in, in, in different restaurants and at Bluestem back in the day, we were trying to do a... a you know, a steak frites that we could sell in the bar that wasn't breaking the bank. And <laughs> we started, you know, serving the, that steak and, and, and souvenir, like we, I had known about it for years and worked in fine dining restaurants using it. But at, at the time it was really starting to kind of catch momentum and, and we did it and it just people, it's one of our, to this day, it's one of our signature dishes. People love it. Yeah, it's a great way to cook anything, and especially if you're looking for that that precise temperature, the you know the right tenderness, and and adding all that and getting it all to to kind of come together as one. You can't beat, you know, putting it in an immersion circulator. I mean, it just it's the way to do it. And, and we've we've been doing this with certain meats for years, and we've always found that if you bring it to the right, like you know, if our hanger steak, we actually cook fairly far. We cook it to about 132 to 134 oh, wow. uh, Fahrenheit. And we totally, we completely chill it. 
I mean, like it goes into an ice bath overnight and we, 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 we wait and and we don't even serve it till the next day. Oh, wow. A lot of times with, with reverse searing, people will cook something in the circulator and then just kind of cool it down. But I think it's really important when you do that sort of thing to reverse sear to bring it all the way back down because of the carryover. Yeah, that, and it's just, it helps. I mean, it's just like in barbecue when you rest meat or what have you, it's, it's just better when that meat rests overnight and, and, and you re-sear it. It just, I think it's a better product. Nice. Hey, Colby, um, we're running out of time, but I am so loving this conversation. Can you stay with us for one more segment? Sure, absolutely. We'll be right back with Colby Garretts from RyeKC.com right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Here comes old Rose, she's looking out of mine. Here comes hot and dance, she's stepping right on time. Here go the streetlights, bring it on the night. Here come the man, faces hidden from the light. All through the shadows. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with our engineer, Kyle, producer T-Bone, our co-host, barbecue guru, Dan Hathaway. And we have Chef Colby on the line with us from RyeCasey.com. He's got another restaurant, BlueStemCasey.com. Chef Colby, I got a serious question to ask you when it comes to steaks. Um, Now, your wife is part of the business, too, right? Yes. Okay. So you guys work together and you're married. Yes. How do you do that? I don't know. We've done it for <laughs> almost 20 years now. And, no kidding. You know, it, it, we met in the restaurant business. We worked together back in the day. Um, we have been partners. We've been, you know, co-employees. We really just don't know any different. <laughs> so it, it's really been fairly easy and you know the nice thing is is that when she comes home from work and she's complaining about somebody that we work with i you know it's not i i know who she, i know what she's talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that, that builds not, a pain <laughs> yeah you know it's it's one of those things that you know she never comes home and you sit there during dinner and just have to listen to her 
you know, uh, or your wife or your whatever, <laughs> complain about somebody you don't know anything about. And it's actually fairly refreshing. So. <laughs> so, awesome. so getting back to steaks, um, I wanted to ask you, we were talking about the hanger steak course, uh, checking out that menu at rykc.com. You just got this great selection of steaks. Now, do you use rubs on all the steaks? And if you do, is it the same rub on each steak? Is it, do you make your own rub? Talk, talk about rubs. So, you know, I'm, I'm classically trained, you know, culinary wise, French, you're, I mean, we, we just go salt and pepper. I mean, that's, we use sea salt and, and black pepper and, and on all our steaks. And that's all we do. That's all we've ever done. Mm -hmm. Do you use a lot of salt and pepper? I mean, good amount. We, you know, we season it like we would ever, but you know, we cook, you know, dozens a night. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's just, it's pretty straightforward. It's just, you know, sea salt or kosher salt and pepper. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, there's like a classic, uh, a classic combination for, for anything beef, especially steaks. And, uh, you know, when, when I'm cooking in the backyard, sometimes that's, that's the best thing to do is just grab a little mm. S and P, you know, a little garlic powder. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And we, I mean, I, I, there are times when I'm at home that I will break out rubs and, and use a little bit, but most of the time it's just salt and pepper. Um, even when we, you know, do barbecue contests, I sometimes allow a little bit of sea salt at the end. I don't do it all the time. I've kind of gone back and forth, but a little mild salt, you know, is kind of nice along with the seasoning powder. And it's just, you know, salt, salt is a chemical reaction. It just pulls flavor. It's like MSG or anything else. So it's just, it's kind of a nice additive. So Colby, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about steaks and, and we know you have a great steak menu, but when it comes to uh, other things that you cook in the backyard, what what's one of your favorite things to do that's not a, a steak item or, or anything like that? Something unique. What 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 does a chef, a classically trained chef, cook in his backyard? So I just got uh, a spike for uh, pastor. Oh, nice! Which is awesome. I just I did it for the first time this year on on Father's Day, and it was no, was it Father's Day? I think it was Fourth of July, actually which was, I, I'd never done it before. I, I, you know, got pork and a chote and the whole thing and, and the pineapple and, and made the brine and, and, uh, or the rub, I should say, and the pork. So that's fun. We do a lot of pizzas on the grill. I don't know if it's super crazy. Um, I, I love cedar plank stuff. We do that a lot. My daughter loves seafood and loves salmon and it's super healthy so, I mean, I, I kind of try to find stuff all the time that's different and unique, um, you know, to try to just, you know, try different stuff. That's that's kind of my M.O., just find something new to do. Yeah, it makes it a lot of fun when, you know, when you really understand how how your grill works and you have the right equipment, man, you can you can pretty much do anything on a on a grill. I mean, I like you said, you were doing the, you really the pastor, you're doing pastor the other day. I go down to the Mexican grocery store and I'll buy, you know, a, a couple pounds of that marinated pastor and I'll throw it out on a, on a big plow disc that I have in the backyard on a fire pit. And it's just, they make the best tacos. You okay. Can get. Okay. Rookie, oh, yeah. r- rookie griller here. <laughs> what, what's a pastor? You want this so, one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. pastor is, is, um, oh man. And Dan, you might have to help me here. It is, uh, it's magic. It's a mix between South American and uh uh oh i don't want to say the wrong thing uh peruvian cooking when when 
a lot of those uh, cultures came together uh, at the turn of the century from war and displacement and whatever. And it, they basically took the flavors from the Greek flavors and the and and the Peruvian flavors. And I know I'm I probably should not be saying this because I'm not <laughs> nailed down entirely, but it's the whole idea of of cooking pork kind of like gyro meat on a spike with pineapple and, okay, and yeah. a chote and all these flavors. And basically you, you, you just, you roast the pork. I have a big green egg. I have a spike. I, you know, you marinate the pork, you layer it with pineapple, you roast it and then you shave it off like gyro meat. And you just uh, make tacos okay. with onion, onions, cilantro, lime, fresh tortillas it's pretty amazing yeah yeah and it's it's like i may be way off of my cultures right there so (laughs) i I think you did all right i mean i i just you know it's it's a marinated pork that you you it has a lot it's it's sweet and it's sour and it has the pineapple in it and it it's better when it's simple like like you said with just the uh with just the uh the cilantro and a little bit of lime and the tortilla and that's all you need it's basically like you, you you could get at any street taco place right now yeah, exactly. Just a little white onion, cilantro and lime in the meat, and it's outstanding. We dice up the pork with it or the pineapple with it, too, and it's really good. That sounds really good. Well, Chef Colby, and I'm going to butcher his name one more time, Garrett. That's okay. Did I say it right? Yes, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Uh, check out his website, K- Rye That's RyeKC.com. And check out the steak menu because you will get hungry looking at it. Also, BlueStemKC.com. Chef Colby, thank you so much for your time. You have a great day. And we will be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Decent people shouldn't live here. They'd be happier someplace else. Barbecue Radio Nation with Dave Caius and Dan Hathaway. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais, along with Dan Hathaway. You can check out our past shows at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, along with Podcast Addict, just to name a few. And speaking of shows, we got some great shows coming up in August, usually in September, Dan. Uh, grills and smokers go on sale, right? Oh, yeah. They charcoal, anything charcoal, anything gas, anything pellet, man, they just they start flying off the shelf. Wait a minute. Charcoal, gas, and pellets, oh my. <laughs> We can go with that. No, please, please, no. T-Bone says no. Actually, T-Bone came up with it. I stole it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of time in August talking about all the kind of grills and yeah. smokers and things because September is a great time to go buy them. It La- is. Labor it Day is. weekend. Labor Day weekend. The summer's kind of winding down. It's starting to cool off a little bit. People 
tend to get out a little more. And uh, there's nothing better than a nice 65 degree night with a charcoal mm. grill going. Yeah. So beer. So we'll be cold beer, cold beer, cold beer. So we'll be talking <laughs> about that in August. Uh, you want to be sure to tune in for that. Now, something we okay. I love chicken. Me too. Um, steak first, but chicken second. I love steak. <sighs> Or I mean, I love chicken. Uh, and we talked about chicken breasts last week. Um, let's talk a little bit about whole chickens, because to me, that's intimidating. It, it shouldn't be, because cooking a whole chicken might be one of the easiest things. And you, it's hard to mess it up. I mean, when you keep that chicken whole like that, and what I'd like to do is I'll take a, a pair of kitchen shears, cut the back out of it, and just slap it flat right on the, gra- right on the grate. Okay. And it cooks a lot more evenly, and it... It retains so much more moisture. I mean, you go into cut in and it's just waterfalls. Now, do you brine a whole chicken? Absolutely. I brine everything poultry. You, okay. You have to. If you want if you want something that's going to be a finished product that is that is juicy all the way through every single piece, brining is, is key. Okay. Let's talk about the brine again. Okay. So it, it, when it comes to brine, there's a lot of prepackaged brines and they're all, you know, they're all basically the same ratios of salt to sugar to, to different seasonings i've seen some uh, dried molasses and some uh and some uh, brine packages that you can buy commercially but you know you can't beat something as simple as say a half a cup of kosher salt has to be kosher salt iodized salt's just way too bitey mm. it's 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 too salty okay uh kosher salt i prefer diamond crystal it's a uh, it's sheet dried so it, it 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 dissolves in the water a lot better um so you do half a cup of half a cup of kosher half a cup of white granulated and uh, two quarts of water. Okay. And that'll do a whole chicken. And it's it's a, such a strong solution that it doesn't take a lot of time. A couple hours in that brine, it's perfect. If you wanted to go longer, just cut that down to a quarter of a cup and, you know, take it a little, you know, a couple more hours after that. But it's it's such a simple process and it doesn't require a lot of effort, a lot of ingredients, and it will take your bird from just, you know, ho-hum to something that's just exploding with flavor and really retains a ton of juice in it. Amateur question, when you're brining it, do you take it and put everything in the refrigerator during this period? I do, just because you don't want it sitting out on the counter That's what for I figured. Hours. Yeah, yeah you, you, just, you always want to be safe with poultry. I mean, with anything you're going to eat, I mean, you don't want to get sick. So what I'll do is I'll actually get a big mixing bowl. Um, you can buy food bags uh, just to make it easy cleanup. Mm-hmm. Line the bowl with a food bag, throw everything in there, mix it up, let the water and the, or the sugar and the salt dissolve, and then... You throw your bird in there and you're good to go. Okay, I've got a question. Shoot. And it's a weird question. Okay. Is chicken chicken all the time? In other words, is what you're saying, does that apply to whether you're doing a whole chicken, chicken breast, chicken wings? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'll brine chicken wings. Even if we're just going to throw them out on the grill and throw hot sauce on them, I'm brining them because you're going to get so much more flavor out of them in the end. Yeah, you're right. That was a weird question. Anyway. So, so weird. <laughs> no, that was a good question, T-Bone. <laughs> he just told us we were number one. Yes. Um, so, uh, okay, when it comes to whole chicken, do you prefer to grill it or smoke it? You know, I like to start it off a little slower uh, just to get everything kind of warming up evenly and getting it cooked all the way through. And then I'll crank up the heat at the end. Whether it's on a on another charcoal grill or I you know pull it off and and add a little and stoke the fire a little bit and just to get those marks on it because what you don't want to do is 
take a, a chicken straight out of the brine and put it on a blazing hot grill because mm. you're you're basically going to burn the outside of it. The middle of it's going to be raw, and it's it's you know you don't want to do that. Now, what about smoking it? How long would you smoke a whole chicken? A whole chicken, yeah, hour forty five minutes, two hours on a, on a pretty high smoker temp, you know, like a 275 with some, with some good smoke to it. Okay. Uh, they don't take long. Uh, the biggest thing is if it's a, if it's a big chicken, like, uh, there's some different brands of chicken, obviously. I don't know if I can mention them here, but <laughs> you can, you know, I try to find a medium sized chicken. You don't want one with the enormous breasts on them and, and, and big thighs on them because they're just, they're not going to cook as evenly. So I'd, if, if I'm serving more than just the family and maybe I'll get two smaller chickens, that way they cook oh, okay. more evenly. Yeah. Um, and it, ju- it just works out better. It's, it's, like, it's like the people that cook the big 22-pound turkeys for Thanksgiving, and they wonder why you go to th- cut into the thigh, and it's still just running blood, uh, you know? So smaller, the smaller the bird, the better it's going to cook up. Okay. Now, our salesperson, Victoria, she was talking one day about she loves the beer can chicken. Sure. Which I've never done, but oh, tell, us about, tell us about the beer can chicken. So it's as simple as, you know, Everybody, I don't know, you've seen it. Kyle, you ever done a beer can chicken? Okay, so basically, you can either buy the racks for them, or I've even seen just people take an empty beer can. Uh, you either leave the beer in it, add some spices to it, or um, you know, fill it up with whatever you want to. I like to do a, a, an orange juice, soy sauce, and water combination. Hmm. It's, it's a good combo. Uh, a lot of times if I'm... It, I like doing Old Bay. It sounds crazy, but Old Bay and a beer can chicken with like just a regular, you know, light beer with with a with a couple of tablespoons of Old Bay in it shoved up a chicken's butt. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty damn good. <laughs> oh, yum. I'm getting hungry just by the sound of that. <laughs> well, I'm not as technical as Chef Colby, but, you know. <laughs> and your last name I can pronounce. Right. <laughs> so... Okay, so let me get this straight. So there's beer in the beer can. Yeah. So what? But you add stuff to it. Yeah, sure. You, so you 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 season it like you would anything, like a brine, you know, almost. But so what you're getting from the beer can is you're getting the 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 liquid in that can heating up, and it's actually cooking from the inside out. So it's it's creating some steam and and some heat, and it it'll actually cook the bird from the inside out as you're cooking it from the inside. So you want to start out with a pretty hot grill, but I would almost recommend getting the uh, you know, pre-warming the can if you have a rack for it. Just okay. so you're not putting a cold bird onto a cold can and then it then it's gonna suck all the energy out of your grill trying to heat up that mass real fast. So, you know, just warm it up a little bit. You can either put it in put it in the can warm or put it on the grill first and then shove that chicken right down on top of it and it's good to go. Nice. Nice. And of course, because we don't like Producer T-Bone, we are not going to have time to talk about wings, <laughs> but we will be back very shortly to wrap up the show. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation. I got the 
show. Be sure to check out the fantastic selection of barbecue grills, smokers, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Barbecue Radio Nation with Dave Caius and Dan Hathaway will be right back, right after this. The thing that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. The thing that I used to do, Lord, I won't do. And welcome back to our final segment of no Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kaius, along with Dan Hathaway. Uh, special thanks to Colby, Chef Colby Geralt's, 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 uh, RyeKC.com, BlueStemKC.com. Especially go to RyeKC.com and just look at the menu of steaks he's got there. They're just so, so good. We also talked about whole chickens today and uh, briefly, probably too much because T-Bone wanted to hear about chicken wings. We probably talked too much about chicken wings. <laughs> it's radio. Don't give me the ugly look. At least say something. <laughs> well, like I said, it deserves its own show <laughs> anyway. You're probably right. Actually, yeah. You're probably right. Actually, I have a stand-up comedian friend of mine that we travel, and he's always getting wings, and now I'm hooked on wings. Wings and ranch dressing. Oh, they're so good. I mean... Uh, what is wrong with you? When did ranch dressing become a thing with wings? I don't know. Well, I never heard of that until yeah. the Midwest. It was really? always, always blue cheese. I know. Okay, and, that's fair. But I've gotten I've gotten away from blue tree cheese, and now it's ranch. But I love to grill them, you know, and and then get that whole grill flavored going, and then oh, mm. good stuff, good stuff. Also, of course, we had our Ask Doctor Dan segment sponsored by Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, the sauce that you'll find on the world famous Z Man sandwich and on tables throughout their restaurant. Um, by the way, if you want to purchase this barbecue sauce, and it is delicious, again, Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, you can just go to the Kansas City Barbecue Store.com. That's the Kansas City BBQ Store.com to purchase that barbecue sauce and all your barbecue needs, by the way, while you're there. And if you'd like to ask us a question and hopefully get a free bottle of our barbecue sauce of the month, just write us at Dr. Dan, that's D R Dan at BBQ Radio Nation.com. That's Dr. Dan at BBQ Radio Nation.com. Next week, Dan, what do you got lined up for us? So I'm we're gonna have Andy Groneman on from Smoke on Wheels Barbecue. He is probably the number one barbecue instructor, teacher in the Midwest. Nice. He's been teaching classes for a long time. He doesn't compete that much anymore because he really has spent a lot of time focusing on getting the backyard guy you know, really stoked about cooking barbecue. That sounds great. We're also going to start talking next month about barbecue uh, grills and smokers because big sales going on in September. And of course, if you want to listen to one of our past shows, we start putting them up on Thursdays after the weekend. And you can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I like this name, Podcast Addict. So you can listen to all of our past shows that way. And uh, please tune us in. For Engineer Kyle, producer T-Bone, my partner in barbecue crime, Dan Hathaway, I'm Dave Kais. Thank you for listening to Barbecue Radio Nation, and happy barbecuing. Happy barbecuing.